Hello, this is Tom and this is Life Balance. So thanks for joining us again. Thought I'd do a podcast on my own this time, scary, to do with time management. So I am terrible at a lot of things and I'm good at a few things. And one of the things that I think I am okay at is time management. So I thought I'd share with you guys um, basic principles, I suppose, as to how I manage my time with what software and what kind of staff structure to mean that basically I can get the most out of my time uh, as as possible, really. Excuse me. So there's a few things that I use and do. Um, One of them, so some of them are real basic that a lot of people use. uh, Gmail, uh, the Google Calendar, and... um, so yeah, they, those two are ones that people use a lot. So the only real difference with Gmail that I may do that others don't is I have a platform of three companies and I've uh, basically linked all my emails to go through to the same inbox, which is, is quite straightforward. Um, and when you reply to the emails, you can have a choice as to which email you respond to um, or from, should I say. This this way is basically a lot easier for you to have a central hub where all your communication goes through um so that's that's something that has really helped um and you know as everyone can appreciate is in business emails is the drain of your life so i kind of stick to two times of the day that i deal with emails uh first thing in the morning then around about three to four o'clock uh, I may have a little look at midday just to see if there's anything really important that needs responding to. But other than that, it's the two times because I think as you're probably reading a lot of books, it is a real detrimental thing to continuously look at your emails throughout the day because you just drain your day before you know it. So that that's uh, that's Gmail. Calendar, again, that is a basic thing that a lot of people use. I have a layer of calendars on there that I can select for different purposes, such as personal, fitness, uh, quotes, surveys, meetings, and then my staff have access to some of those calendars that they know when to or not to book uh, slots in for me. So it's a way that you're not working on top of each other and everyone's clear on what you're doing. And to be honest with you, I share one of my personal ones with my staff anyway, just so that they know what I'm doing because sometimes I can forget. <laughs> so it's good for someone else to be thinking for you sometimes. Um, so that so that's, that's another one which is great because if you're planning ahead as opposed to reacting at the time that, you know, like anyone will tell you, that is a massive thing for managing your time well. So another two, two things really that I use that uh, the main difference I think is I used to use Wonderlist, which is one of the uh, most used to do apps. Uh, they recently got bought out by Microsoft. So it's now called to do list, which is pretty much the same. So it's an app that is you can be on your phone um, and desktop, whether it's Mac, Android, whatever you're using. And it is so simple yet so creative how you can use it. Um, so I'm going to go back to that because first you need to know what uh, you're going to put onto the app. 
uh, what what tasks you're going to set for yourself. And if you're just making them up as you go along, then that's when people don't really utilize the time as best they can. So what I do is I have a simple Excel spreadsheet, which I call my planner. And essentially it's got things that uh, kind of like a five-year plan, which is quite uh, basic, bullet-pointed, and then it breaks down the goals into years. And from that, you obviously have the year that you're currently in on a separate tab. That year then gets broken down into quarters. So you have the goals for the year, and then you have all the actions and strategies under different types, such as different businesses or personal and then the actions to the strategies are highlighted in different quarters throughout the year. You then, obviously, the quarter that you're in, that is the one where you have all of the items that you should be getting on with that quarter, and then you obviously go through each quarter, so four times a year, and you highlight what what week you're going to achieve different tasks in that quarter, and you only do it a quarter at a time because obviously things change all the time. So from that, it gives you the task that you should be doing per week. Now, that is the information that I input into to-do list. Um, So on a Friday or on a Sunday, I'll basically go through the, the next week's tasks that are set to do, and I can transfer them or just type them out onto the to-do list. Um, I have a variety of folders. So so that's the planner. So we leave the planner aside, the Excel spreadsheet, and then I'm now onto the to-do list. And I have a few different folders. So I have personal tasks, uh, my property company tasks, my tree surgery firm tasks. So they're the, the main three folders that all the different items go into. And you can move them around in different order. And then on there, I also have three more folders, which are today's tasks, tomorrow's tasks, and waiting on. So I let's say, for instance, I have buy a mug, um, collect a mug. I don't know, it's two tasks that would be impersonal. You would drag buy a mug to the t- today's tasks, and then you would have go get the mug, for instance, on tomorrow's tasks. So you always know exactly what you're doing the next day and you always know all the tasks that you need to achieve in the current day. So essentially what I'm trying to say, while sounding overcomplicated, is you're trying to have everything that you are going to do listed out in front of you and there is a purpose to what those tasks are. And throughout the day, Every single day, as everyone knows, you get sidetracked with staff issues, personal problems, everything. But this kind of formula that I'm following allows you to still retreat back to the track of what you should be doing to accomplish what you want to that week, that quarter, that year. Um, So it does sound a bit long-winded and... I don't always stick to doing it exactly, but it's certainly a good structure to have week on, week out. Um, And one also that, you know, I'm always out and about doing different things on the road 
and through doing it this way where it's linked to the app and it syncs you know straight away you always have it with you wherever you are so you can continuously be working and i think that's that's another thing is that um people think that when they're traveling when they're somewhere else when they're waiting it's you know you can't do anything but that is where people make such a mistake because dead time is essentially like they say at the gym if you don't train for a week you put yourself back three weeks and it's the same for dead time you're you're just putting yourself back so far if you don't utilize every moment so i even remember when i was going through the apprentice uh interview stage and i was in one of the waiting rooms you had jackie who got on there with us she was in there with her laptop and on a call at the same time so she was multitasking while she was waiting in an interview to do a show and that is just a clear-cut um message that you need to be utilizing every single minute of your day and i I, you know i've even structured my day so that i've kind of outlined a basic a basic template to minimize the dead time so that I always have something to do. So for instance, even if I have to drive somewhere, I've already got set five to 10 tasks that I can do while I'm in the car on the phone on hands-free um, or if I'm waiting somewhere else. So you know what I'm saying? It's it's really trying to think ahead of, ahead of yourself, trying to utilize these software um, apps so that and kind of templates so that you are doing something for a purpose. And I think that's time management, isn't it? It's making sure that your time is spent on something that is worthy um, of your time and you are not doing something for the sake of it and you're always being clever about what you're doing. And I think on top of that, which some people have the luxury and some don't, is having staff around you because if you've got the ability to have enough uh, money and whatever you're doing to bring on staff, then it's something you should do sooner rather than later. And it's easy to say that after I've gone through it and I've, you know, I've seen the benefit of having staff, but when you do implement them in the right areas, it means that you can offload so, so many mundane tasks that are holding you back from achieving more. Um, So, you know, that that's, again, it's another basic one. PA if you can if you can't afford one full-time a virtual assistant you know you can get a virtual assistant where you can pay people in other countries um what seems like a really cheap rate for you but in actual fact for them you know it's it's a really good salary so there's so many different options out there for having staff even if you're not ready to have staff if that makes sense so um time management in a nutshell Get some form of a template of a spreadsheet where you're, you've got outlined tasks ahead of you that you can put into a weekly software so that you know what you're doing and why. A calendar that can be shared with other people, even if it's just your partner, so that you're not overlapping and you're, you're not double booking. Things that you can do while you're on the go and working it on your phone or your laptop in a way that you can do that and having staff if that's a practicality to a certain extent even if you can't afford one full time so time management in a nutshell there you go people i look forward to speaking to you next time take it easy cheers mate